0: So welcome, we can't always, like, I can't promise complete anonymity on the internet, but we change our names and we don't show your video. So as much as, um, and I'm not going to be like, what street do you live on? What hospital do you practice at? (laughs) So we do things to keep you as anonymous as possible. And to tell you the truth, it works for me. Like, heaven forbid you guys see me at a conference and you come up and give me a hug. I probably won't know who you are. (laughs) So the anonymous thing is working. So I feel very close to you and don't know where you are and don't know where you live. So it's just something Jess and I started at the beginning to try to make people comfortable with talking about sometimes very personal issues. So it's as anonymous as we can make it. Um, So welcome. I'm Kelly. I'm a urologist. I am. I've been in practice uh, for 10 years. Same job out of residency for 10 years, although I've moved three times within the town, different buildings. (laughs) So, same job, I still have one original partner that I started with. Um, I got into coaching probably about three years ago when, like, the culmination of like Stoic philosophy, Buddhism. Cognitive behavioral therapy and psychology kind of all came together in a Venn diagram for me. And uh, I saw people be coached. I got coached. And I was like, what is this What is this magic trick of like, how do you get people to think and actually change the way they see the world and stuff? Not that coaches get anybody to do anything. All they do is, is open up an opportunity for an awareness. Because one of the tenets of coaching which is, I, I literally got coached on this yesterday and struggled with it, is you can't change other people, which as a surgeon is very difficult to digest and we want to fight for that right. <laughs> and yesterday I was getting coached and I was like, she's like, anything else? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'd like to just change people. And she's like, okay, me too. We can try. It doesn't work. You can only change people if they want to be changed. If they're going to go along with it. Otherwise you cannot change them. Um, so that's always frustrating for me. Um, and coaches aren't perfect. I'm not perfect. I fuck up. Nobody's perfect. There's no perfect here. You don't have to be, have the perfect problem to get coached on. I got coached on sugar the other day. I got coached on like somebody at work yesterday. Um, nothing is too big and nothing is too small for coaching, which is kind of cool. So if that helps all the new people. Um, we try to coach everybody who wants coaching within the hour because you guys are busy. And if you made it here, it's amazing. So what we do is we have people raise their hands and then we just bring them on first come first serve. And we'll spend a lot you know, more time with you if you're the only person raising their hand. But you should see a raising hand feature. Um, somebody changed their name to Too Cold Outside. Nice. <laughs> raise hand feature if you want to be coached question and answer feature if you have a question about something um then we take these we take this recording we put it on the private podcast and then we also put the video you're only going to look at me because you're going to be blacked out and anonymous if you really want to look at me on video and watch it later if you like video better than podcasts you can do that too what else can i tell the new people um, sometimes ch- changes slow and sometimes changes very fast, <laughs> right? There's no, like, uh, this has to be done. We have, this has to be figured out today or it's a process. Like I got, I've, I got coached a lot on time scarcity, time scarcity for me and not being a good mom or two really big stuck thoughts, um, in my head and I'm so much better so much better for having been coached on them. But time scarcity came up for me again, like two weeks ago, um, I put too much on my plate and then I was judging myself for all the things I was putting on my plate. And so I got like, you get a refresh coach on it. And it's like a lot of these thoughts and habits are really ingrained either just from years of repetition and beating ourselves up. Or I think we, uh, as surgeons, I think physicians in general, underwent a lot of trauma. Um, I just saw a post yesterday of like, you can't go through medical training and not have PTSD, and yet we never talk about it. Right. So I think a lot of like our busyness, our like perfectionism, a lot of that stuff comes from our training and quite possibly our upbringing, which made us perfect for the training. Um so a lot of this is not like, I just want to be a different person and think new thoughts and then everything's going to be fine. Like, no, a lot of those thoughts are have been there for a long time. And sometimes just seeing them, acknowledging them, being able to let them go instead of that resistance and just trying to like edit, delete them in your brain can be helpful. So enough of me talking. If you want, If you want me to stop talking, raise your hand to get coached. <laughs> we'll have some fun. also for the new people welcome ask your questions come in and you don't even have to have like there you go and you already changed your name you rock okay we're gonna talk to alice in wonderland super sweet name way to show the people how to change names good job good morning is it alice like alice clamp yes it is
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's not just that i can't spell
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, maybe I did do that on purpose. That's that's
1: sweet. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So I wanted to bring up something that happened in the OR uh, last week, which, you know, I haven't had a chance to fully work through with a model, but I've been trying to. Um, So I'm I'm a chief resident and I just started on a rotation where we're given a lot of autonomy. Um, And so for me, this was my first time doing this type of case without like an attending scrubbed and either doing it primarily or acting as my first assist, you know, where they still are very much driving decision making or actively validating all of my decisions. Um and so I scrubbed two of these cases last week with my co-resident. Um, he took the lead on the first, and I took the lead on the second. Um, and both were just like really effing hard. Um, at the end of the first, uh, my co-resident who has been on the rotation um, for already several weeks and had this kind of autonomy, um, made a comment about how this case was easier when he was scrubbing it with the previous guy who was on service and um, who happens to also be going into that subspecialty. Um, and he frankly has more experience with it than me. Um, ultimately, like since starting all this coaching, I I think I did a better job than I would have a few months ago, but not letting this like rattle me, um, since we did ultimately get through the case, like reasonably well, even if it was kind of slow. Um, so I went into my case feeling okay. Um, but again, it was incredibly hard and I found myself feeling kind of crappy at the end of it, um and objective like objectively everything about this patient um, and their deformity and other factors made it a very challenging case which i did expect going into it um and by no means it it was not what i would have picked for my first case um to you know kind of do semi-independently if if i had been given a choice um but i we we got through it with some sideline coaching from the attending and even if it was a struggle i i I think I made a lot of the decisions myself and was able to execute them. Um, And he didn't even feel like he had to, to, the attending didn't feel like he had to scrub in to fix or change anything at the end. And so I feel like I should feel kind of good about how things went. Um, And if anything, I should should appreciate having been given the opportunity to kind of struggle and get through it in a safe environment. But I still have like that thought, I've had that thought rattling around my head that like my other co-resident would have done it more smoothly and w- that i needed more help than i should have and yeah. i will say that i over the last week have scrubbed a couple more of these cases which have been more standard and less like have had have less deformity and they went absolutely great and i'm really happy about them um but i'm you know kind of just a little like you know i feel like it made me more in- insecure than than it should have if that makes mm-hmm. sense
0: yeah. yep yep is it more? Um, let's just pick a thought because we'll do a model for people to, so they can see. Is it? I needed more help than I should have, or the other the other person could have done this better. Which one's stickier oh. for you? Um,
1: God, they're both sticky. They're both sticky. <laughs> they're both sticky thoughts. Um, we could say, um, I needed more help than I should have.
0: Okay. Okay. So for for new people because it's a new quarter. Um, what Alice was talking about was the model, which is kind of a, a nice way to just break down thinking about stuff. It's the model is not like it's not proprietary, it's not trademarked, it's just like a construct that Brooke Castillo figured out to like be able to see things in the world. And it kind of is how the world works as far as like there's circumstances and then we have thoughts about them, right? And then that drives our feelings and actions and results. So the model is like nothing special as far as like. Some people believe it and some people don't. It's just a construct of being able to, like, untangle spaghetti. Um, and it's kind of a nice place to start because then you can see, like, oh, I have a thought about this circumstance, right? Instead of, like, this circumstance made me shitty, I have a thought that that makes me feel shitty. And uh, my belief is that surgeons' favorite feeling is tight. <laughs> Possibly their second favorite feeling is shitty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> circumstance leads to our thoughts. Can we see this? Yes. Which generates our feelings, which drive our actions, which produce our results in our life. CTFAR is what the model is. And you can write that out at home and do your own models. When you do your own self-coaching, it just helps you be like, why is my brain feeling so stressed right now? It just helps like creates the space and the awareness to like process this stuff and be able to move, move through it. So the circumstances, um, Case, case, a complex it's, case.
1: Yeah, case complex. was really, really hard.
0: <laughs> we can't say it's hard though in the model because that's a judgment. It's <laughs> fair. That's fair. It's our thought that it's hard. Maybe somebody else <laughs> would be like, "Yeah, I eat those for dinner every night. They're fine." Yeah. Um. So, but we could say, like, in a court of law, the the circumstance for people, like, again, the new people who are trying to think of this, like, arguable in a court of law, you could be like, "This one took longer. There was more scar tissue. There was like." Something objective or, you know, most people might say it's hard, but just remove the hard because it's like our judgment on it. Yeah, it was complex. Complex. And our thought is, uh, I need more help than I should have. Mm hmm. Uh, how does that make you feel?
1: Um, insecure, disappointed in myself. And what happens when we're feeling insecure? I beat myself up and I don't let go of it and kind of get stuck in this negative thought loop that I take with me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. into, you know, into the next day in the next case.
0: Yeah. Kind of like we take, we take insecure and then we put it in a new model and then we're like, you shouldn't be insecure. and then we beat beat ourselves up from it yeah um okay so insecure come because i would think you beating yourself up from insecure is a new model Mm. because that's your judgment on i
1: shouldn't be this well i mean i actually i I beat myself up for not not so much as being insecure although i do do that too in a separate loop but um but for you know not being better if that makes sense Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. insecure insecure like like we're are you wondering why you're not better like are you like why am i not better or are you just you just aren't better
1: well yeah i'm telling myself i'm not good enough yeah
0: not good enough. okay okay uh, uh insecure self-doubt and judgment like you're judging yourself like yeah yeah, yeah. okay And then what happens as a result of the self-doubt and judgment?
1: Um, I keep feeling shitty and insecure and I take it forward and into the next case. You know, it, yeah. it, it compromises my confidence in the next case.
0: And, the, you know, it's always like a, a fun magic wand trick when your model reflects itself. But the result can be like, because of your self-doubt and judgment, you truly may need more help than you should have. Like it's you know it's like that vicious cycle of like I was doing okay until I got stuck in this thought loop and now like I'm really not okay with maybe more cases mm-hmm. like that maybe you would have been okay had you not put this like uh I I'm a person who needs more help mm-hmm. in, in your head um so not confident like. What it, for again for the people I keep going back to the new people here? Um, what this does is it just helps kind of create this is not something you do in the moment, right? Like the, the, the tibia is out of the body in the OR, and you're like, hold on, I need to do a model. Like, that is not that is not when we're doing these things. These are like, we're sitting down and we're drinking coffee and we're getting curious because at the end of the day, Alice in Wonderland wants to be that freaking most confident, best surgeon that she can with full of self love. And uh, here we are to create that for her. So this is when we're relaxed and sitting down and curious, not when we're like writing post-op notes, should we do them (laughs) all? My question is, with this thought, I need more help than I should have. Why is it, why is it, uh, why do you
1: think that you shouldn't need help at this point? Well, I mean, I think, you know, I actually, when I went back and was reflecting on this in a less kind of emotional place, like I, I think it was actually very reasonable to need guidance with this kind of case. Like I, I, it was not a, um, it it was not like your standard. um, You don't normally have this much deformity in the type of procedure that we were doing. And so um, the fact that like I needed some sideline coaching from the attending and the fact that we had to recut some stuff and, um, you know, make modifications to where we were, I think is, was totally reasonable. Um, and so I, I think it was an appropriate amount of, uh, of, of assistance. You know, I think it's just that going, going into it, I wanted it to, to be, I wanted it to be more smooth than it actually was. And so I I think it was, you know, more just like an, um, kind of an emotional response. And then me, responding to what my co-resident had to say and i think it was more like i kind of let that get in my head than anything else
0: what did what did they they say again it was it was easier with the other guy
1: yeah well this would have been easier with the other guy this would have been easier which you know maybe maybe it would have like he's the other guy's going into this sub sub specialty so That may very well be the case, but
0: yeah, yeah.
1: That's that said, my co-resident who I was scrubbing with couldn't do it better. So,
0: right? Yeah, Yeah. it's good good to know. Like to even to like take. (laughs) Sometimes for me with coaching is like I just take what they said, and then you're like, could they have meant it some way else instead of me instantaneously taking it personally?
1: Right. Like, I mean, it could have he very well could have been a reflection of his own frustration, like, you know, on himself. It was his, it was his case. I was the, the assistant for it. And so it could have been that, that maybe, you know, maybe the other guy would have stepped in more, been more aggressive about helping. And I, I continued on assisting. And so, yeah.
0: It's crazy. Like when you, you know, have the time to separate it out is like what everybody says is a reflection of their own shit. Mm-hmm. right and then we but like we take it personally because that's what humans do that's okay unless we don't reflect on it Of like wow i take all this stuff personally all the time and maybe it's just not the best for me <laughs> <laughs> like he's got his own insecurities he's also you know out on his own in five months and trying to wonder how that's gonna go and well, like, he won't be doing these
1: cases in five months so <laughs> and carries like
0: i wish the guy who could do this really well was here so i wouldn't have to do any of this
1: (laughs) probably probably (laughs) shame on me for making him pull his own weight
0: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and it's certainly not about you at all but yeah i mean i think you know universal themes that come up is like fighting with reality wishing it was an easier case like everybody does that life is easier when it's an easier case Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and it doesn't always mean something's gone wrong like with us. And the, the other fallacy of like, that we should never need help after June 1st or September 11th or, you know, whatever the arbitrary date is of like, we always need help. My partner still, we all still help each other. We're way out of residency of like, you know, that like independent belief of like, oh yeah, I should be fully trained and have seen everything and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you are going to be incredibly well-trained, full stop.
1: And there's still shitty cases. This is true. This is true. I mean, and I think, um, I found myself actually feeling, feeling worse about it though, at the end of the day, like I, I do think I did a decent job, not, not processing it, not taking it personally immediately, but it's still kind of, um, it hit me like kind of more at the, at the end of the day, I felt bad about it. And, um, that said, things have gone better since then. And so I've tried to revise my thinking, you know, that yeah. that was more of a, like, yeah, there are going to be hard cases and it's okay for them to be hard. You just have to keep going and not let it affect your decision-making in the moment.
0: Totally. And then like the, you know, the the more you do this and the more you see it, the more you'll be able to be like, oh, of course I'm beating myself up at night because that's when I'm tired. Right. <laughs> like it's like, of course you're beating yourself up more at night. You're you're exhausted. Then your brain's like, Bring out the knives. <laughs> <laughs> uh especially if you're hungry <laughs> and tired. <laughs> um yeah, that that would be like, you know, and the more you'll see you'll see it, you'll be like, this is me trying to make things be perfect again, because life is like, you'll start to like, be able to separate yourself and like, see the thoughts and the thoughts might still come. Cause like there's hard cases, but you'll get to a point of like, oh yeah, this is, this is when I beat myself up. Cause I'm hungry and tired. Let's go fix the hungry and tired. See if I'm still beating myself up tomorrow morning, you know? And then um the negativity bias that our brain does as well for the, for the new people here is like, we're not sitting around dwelling on like how awesome a case was three weeks ago. Like our brains don't do that.
1: We, no, that's true. Yeah. We I feel only... like I see that as like, congratulations, you met expectations. Why didn't you, Nellis? Why didn't you uh, totally. meet expectations this other time?
0: Totally. I think part of it's just our perfectionist training, right? Of like, yeah, 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 you did your job. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But oh, like I got cookies for doing my job.
0: <laughs> right? I know. It'd be awesome. Um, we're training our puppy right now, and they're literally like, don't feed the puppy except for when it's out of your hand, because it's that's supposed to be like you're supposed to reward them more. And so they're like, are like, you're supposed to get rid of your dog bowl when you're training a your puppy. We're like, no, <laughs> this is not what we're doing. But she gets a, she gets a treat for like everything, for existing, she gets treats. It's a very, very wonderful life. Um <laughs> But, yeah, the, I think the negativity bias of, like, if we were to give ourselves the accolades in equivalent to how much we beat ourselves up, it'd feel pretty good. But our brains don't do that. And I think that the teaching point is, like, take the negativity bias for what it is then and realize it's a completely weighted
1: mm-hmm.
0: review of your past.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a good way to to look at it.
0: I feel like I feel like we should do an intentional model, if only because I feel like you already have some thoughts that like you believe about this that are good, not good, but like they help you stand up straight. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For people who are new here, what we just did was called an uh, unintentional model. So it's just kind of like the default what, what thought was sticking for her to bring awareness to like where she was, where she is with this. And then you can do an intentional model, which is like how I want to choose to think about this case. And a lot of people they'll get, they'll be like, just let me, just do an intentional model so I can feel better. It's like, well, don't lose all the good insight from like the unintentional model because we're not here just to make ourselves feel better all the time. That'd be nice. (laughs) <laughs> but um so I was awarding I was coaching somebody a while ago they're like no no no. let's do an intentional model I, I really need one I'm like okay but don't forget about all the good stuff we just learned <laughs> so what we do for the intentional model is we keep the circumstance the same it's still a challenging case and we're not going to be like that was an easy case like we're not going to lie to ourselves to try to like make everything okay that's fake and it won't last so you like it's still a very complex case And then what are some thoughts that like feel true? Cause we can't, we, we mm-hmm. can't put fake thoughts into your head. They're not going to, they're not how your brain works, but like, how do you want to feel about this?
1: Um, so it's, we sort of already touched on it, I think, but it's reasonable to need guidance at this stage. And that like, I got through it and the outcome was good.
0: <laughs> reasonable. You need guidance. And we got through it. All that feel very true to you, yeah. So we're like, we're not here. We're not here to make you make you have a fake brain with fake thoughts that we're all just fakely happy. Like, no, <laughs> it's, not, it's not gonna work. Uh, how does how does it's reasonable to need guidance and we got through it feel?
1: I mean, i th- I think probably proud or you know like like accomplished
2: yeah oh nice
0: me and my like i i I discovered feelings like maybe a year a year and a half ago feelings are still very (laughs) new to me (laughs) my feeling would have been like solid (laughs) Okay. Yes, you have much more feeling feelings than I to come up with. Okay. So, what do you do when you're feeling accomplished?
1: Um. Honestly, it's probably the same the same exact loop as we had before, but just positive, right? Like, I feel energized and more confident, (laughs) and then take that into the next case.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. And be like. Show up.
1: Yeah. Lay. Don't doubt myself as much.
0: You're going to get through it. You've got, the, mm-hmm. you've got the tools to get through shit at this point. Doesn't mean it has to be like bubbly, rainbowy every time. But like you're trained enough. You can get through stuff now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Fantastic. I was uh on a side note just because you're a resident and I'm so glad you're here. I was talking to a surgeon who is in their first year out. This is like not in the coaching group, but they're in their first year out. So they've been out for like, what, six months, something like that. And they're like, when does it get easier? (laughs) They're like, I thought it was going to get easier after residency. And I'm like, oh no. (laughs) That's a lie.
1: (laughs) But if they told us that in the beginning, no one would do it.
0: (laughs) They just tell you that to get you through residency so that you're gone when you're struggling. Um, I'm realizing that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just setting you up to be like, well, whenever August hits and you're like, wait, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, I'm like, you're five. You're five out. It's easier. You're seven. You start getting bored and then you better like figure out how to find life. Like what's the purpose? You start getting so good at it and like it's so repetitive that you can have like a midlife crisis. So like, but it doesn't happen six months out of residency. I don't think not for me. We'll deal with that problem when we get yeah. there. The point being, there's always something to be coached on because then you'll just have a midlife crisis. And be like, I'm gonna see like co-gang Green for the rest of my life. What am I doing? <laughs> yep, that's what you signed up for. It's just easy now. <laughs> Sorry. Well, thank you. But, yeah. The point being, like. Beat yourself up, but it's not helpful. And like the less, the less you can beat yourself up, and just realize like ah, it's hard for everybody, man. This is a hard job. True. Mm-hmm.
1: Even that, even that guy who does it all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, or or maybe he just doesn't have it. At the if at the end, he looks at it like as up. It went well. We like focuses on the fact that you know he accomplished it, and he's going to go into the next case feeling great, right? Like need that yeah. white man mentality. <laughs> Totally.
0: We can coach that.
1: (laughs) We coach for ways out here.
0: Um, Yeah, just the like, you get to the point where you're like, I'm the one who's showing up to do this job. Mm -hmm. It's hard. We'll get through it. I got some skills. Me beating myself up is not not me helping myself. But we all do it, especially when we're hungry and tired.
1: So and we, we have so to be like, hungry or tired. What's that? The solution is not to be hungry or tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though.
0: Basically, the solution to life is not to be hungry or tired. They looked at the, they did this, some research on like couples having arguments with each other, and 70 to 80% of the time, somebody was hungry. <laughs> That's messed up. And you're like, dude, we're that simple.
1: Just feed us. <laughs> think that's a great solution they should start stocking food food in the hospital
0: turns out your your relationship isn't a problem you just need a snack so i know so good we're like we're just we're just things that need to be fed and well rested and we do so much better all right alice you rock anything else no thank you very much okay thanks for being here All right, everybody. We got some good names. Who's who's here and confused? Who's here and rocking it? Who wants to come on and get coached? Who just needs a snack? Let's be honest. What should we talk about? Gotcha. Here we go. Sunny day. Sunny day. Hello. The sun's not even up where I am. I'm glad it's sunny where you are.
2: It's starting to be sunny. It's usually sunny where I am, so I feel fortunate. That definitely helps
0: with the whole, um, you know, mood and. We can add that, like better. feed us, give us rest, and put us in the sun.
2: Those are all things that don't go along with being a physician or a surgeon. No. Nope. <laughs>
0: Like, I joined this coaching program. They just told me to eat more snacks, and I'd be fine. <laughs> uh, well
2: um, Welcome. Thank you. I don't have anything like a specific um, circumstance currently that I'm thinking about, but I've, I am my department's wellness officer, and I find it funny that I keep returning to the thoughts of myself and burnout. And just kind of being at this place with my job where I'm now not super early in my career. I'm kind of mid-career um, where I just feel sort of stuck and like, is this all? And while I still really love what I do, I'm just trying to find a better balance between. And I'm an academic, so it makes it, the dad's just a little extra Um, weight to it in terms of the education side and the research side and all of these um, responsibilities that I feel shouldered with Mm -hmm. outside of just clinical care. Um, Just kind of feeling like I want to try to think about ways to make it more quote unquote balanced for me, whatever that elusive perfection is Mm -hmm. that probably doesn't truly exist, Um, but how to actually do that and enact that in in reality, is very challenging.
0: I think this is like, Thank you so much for following Alice in Wonderland. Like, <laughs> you'll get out and then you'll be good at, at what you do, and then you'll be like, I need to rethink my life a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, she actually inspired
2: me to raise my hand because I remember very vividly being in. Her shoes and like, oh, but when it's that there's no there, there. It's like, oh, but when I'm out, oh, but when I get to the next, oh, but when you're there, oh, when I pass boards, I've done all of that. And like, truly, when I distill it down to just taking care of my patients and doing my job, I love that. But I think some of it for me now has been like this overwhelming day of patients in clinic. And now I have four hours of charting to do. Like, that's the stuff that. Just drives me to not want to do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Totally I agree. Um, we want to play. We want, you want to try something? Sure. What's fun for you? What do you, what's fun for me? Yeah. Like, what's fun in your day? What do you love doing?
2: Oh, I love to be outside. I love to hike, paddleboard. Spend time with my kids, my husband. And we love to camp. Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. We have in the state I live in, in Uri get a state park camping site, it's like January first yes. is when we gotta go on. And I yep. did it this year. That's awesome. January I totally first. Forgot. I <laughs>
2: but it is hard to get I've been here
0: 10 years and this is the year I did it so it's (laughs) and it didn't it didn't come easy for me but I finally did it this year okay what else is fun
2: um I like love to exercise so I always joke that like if I had all the free time in the world I would work out constantly (laughs) which sounds ridiculous but it's true I find
0: that I love it it's
2: just it's medication, right? It's a different way of thinking about having medication for me. It helps me sleep, it helps my mood. So rather than medicating or buffering for those things, I exercise to get that endorphin um rush. I love to read. Uh-huh. What else? Um, bike. I mean, I could keep going on and on. I'm sure like all the, all the activities, you see a theme here, like basically doing things outside is what makes me super happy. It's
0: Awesome. It's good. I mean, it's good to know when you're like, I don't know how to have balance. It's it's not like 50% has to be this and 50%. It's not like that. It's like putting enough of this in your life.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I have learned to, and through your guys's coaching a lot that prioritizing like those types of things, particularly exercise where I used to do that all or none mentality. Oh, I have to be like sweating for 60 minutes and killing myself. But now I've turned my thinking of like, it's just 10, just do 10 minutes and see how it goes. And if you just get that in, that's great. Yeah. So that does help. And I've made that a definite priority because it, it makes a a tremendous impact. Um, But I still find this, like, it's like this balance of like, I have to be on a meeting most days starting at 6am. And like your day ends so late and this maybe time scarcity a little bit too, that I run into of like, trying to be all the things for everyone and then find some balance when I'm not hungry or tired or exhausted by the time I'm home at the end of the day. Eating. <laughs> yes, eating and sleeping. Eating and sleeping.
0: Uh, I'm glad you didn't put sleeping on there because I'd be like, is, yeah. it fun? is it fun or is that self-care that we got to get back to the basics? Um, do you have to be on, a like, serious question, do you have to be on all these committees?
2: Well, it's not committees. It's like, um, it's conferences in the morning. So resident education conference, and then it's like a daily, like we go over our consultations for the prior 24 hours at that time. So while I don't have to be, it is encouraged and I do feel like it's better for resident education and patient care if I'm present, just because in my group, I am in like, a subspecialty subspecialty where I kind of help to triage and manage a lot of those patients. So while I don't have to be, I think it is something that I choose to do because I find a, a benefit
0: to that's it. Good. Yeah, that's good to know. Perfect. Because it, it's either like, you know, we're like in the sorting hat of like, can you, should you keep it or should you dump it? Right. Right. Because I think we get into, we being like the the midlife professional people, we get into like, you're so good at stuff. You're so effective you can do all of this and then you find your plate filled with stuff that you're like, what am I doing with my life? Just cause you, you filled it with like, well, yeah, I can, I can do this. And I can do this and I can do this and I'm the best one for this. And then you're like, there's no more fun. Why don't, where's, where'd the fun go? Cause the fun's not going to fight for itself. So true. And I, and I, you know, I'm only thinking of the people who would think like fun is extra and we don't need it but like truly what and I'm using fun just because it's kind of a nice I'm sure the academics use like a much more serious word for fun because like fun so it's like it's so like like putting you know whatever sparkles in your coffee but it's, (laughs) it's like truly like the thing that makes you you're why are you here you know and like what lights you up and what do you love? Like there's nothing light about that. Like it's very fun. It's very serious business in the game of living. Yes. Of like, I
2: I had a good conversation with one of the anesthesiologists that I work with yesterday. And he's just a couple years older than me. His kids are a little bit older than mine. And he was like, I just went through this like crisis in my mind of, My kids are only in the house for so much longer and there's all these things that I want to do. And why in the world am I pushing myself to work, 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 work to make money for the fun, but not enjoy the fun side of it. And it it like kind of sparks around this theme. And I thought it was very insightful, particularly coming from a man. Um, Not to say that I just feel like males in our profession think differently and they wouldn't necessarily feel bad about saying I don't I don't want to do that I want to go do something else so I'm just not going to be here today but but maybe I feel sometimes guilty about
0: those things or we're we're trained to feel that way I think. Totally totally I think you know if if and you get to look at this however you want to look at it but I think picking apart like those 6 a.m. meetings to be like why am I doing this? Am I doing it for the residents and the patients, which is very altruistic and it sounds fantastic. And nobody's ever going to fight you on that. Like, keep it if you want. But at the end of the day, the patients and the residents are going to be there. Like, we're all so replaceable and we just think we're not. And like, if Sunny Day's best life is her being able to get a run in in the morning or just do yoga or drink coffee and see your kids get dressed for school. like whatever it is like take those days and be like I'm going to do these 6 a.m.s this much but not all the time
2: yeah that's that's great and I think it is just like teasing apart those little things you know oh the after it's like the real hitter is when it's the before work work all day. And then it's like journal club tonight or something. And you're just like, seriously, (laughs) this is like 15 hours of work related, which is great for people who that's all you want to do and define yourself by wonderful. If that's what you're focused on right now, but not everybody is 15 hours a day of wanting to
0: talk about surgery and medicine. Totally. And and like other other people, like maybe they don't have kids or maybe they are publishing a paper on this right now. So they really need to get into it. Like whatever. We've all got our own stories for why we show up. But I, I was talking to my office manager this week and I'm like, I've said no to three things so far today and it's Tuesday.
2: <laughs> I think I need to practice saying no. <laughs> better
0: like <laughs> chalk them up like a like wins on your belt buckle yeah like I got yeah. three who else can I say no to now but like there yeah. comes a point in your career where it, like it just becomes so full yeah it's so it's so full and there's like do you want to be on this national committee and then do you want to be a speaker for this thing and then do you want to blah 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 and then you're like oh you got to kind of like dial it back again and be like hold on just because I can because it's all available to me
2: One hundred percent. I think, I think, and the 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 crazy part about it is sitting for in the resident shoes, or a fellow shoes, or a learner shoes, looking at where I am at now in the things that I'm able to do. That's what we dream about in those positions. And now I'm like, well, maybe that. Why? Why is that the dream? Why isn't the dream to be like, oh, I taking care of my body and I exercise for so many times and maybe we're making the push to for that to take priority nowadays with you know coaching and all sorts of health initiatives so maybe we're trying to to change that dial albeit slowly but um it's just so interesting to look back and be like no this is all the stuff that I dreamed about and wanted and now that I can be in that position maybe I don't want it as much maybe that's not what I wanted
0: I know I, dude, this literally happened to me this week when I was, a, I'd been out, I was out of residency and I was like, I want to be a pay. I want to be so good at this that I want to get paid to teach other doctors how to do this. Like, you know, the paid uh, the key opinion leader, a KOL, right? I want to be a KOL. So I did, I was, I am, I get paid to like teach people how to do this procedure, which is like, which I love doing and it helps patients and it's so great. And then it came in because it's the first of the year and I have to do this freaking online training for it. And I was like, does this spark joy? I hate <laughs> online training. I literally <laughs> hate <laughs> online trainings. And it's I'm like, worst. I don't want to do this anymore. And so I talked to them like, this is one of the three people I said no to. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it anymore. And they're like, you're not going to do it because you don't want to do the online training every year. And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm good. And they're like, we pay you money to do this and you're good at it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nah, no thanks. And it was literally the same thing that you said of like, my previous me was like, this is what I know I'm an expert in my field. And it, like, how fun to get extra money to do this, blah, 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 And now I'm like, no, not worth my time. It's not in my fun category. Yeah, It's <laughs> awesome. I love it. I was just like, I'm like so repulsed by online trading now that I'm just like, <laughs> keep your money, keep your prestige, keep your everything. I don't want to be a KOL anymore. But it's like, life's short. Do less online training. Great. Yeah, sit in front of that computer less. Totally. So, yeah, I, did we, circ- circling back to what you came in for, did we address yeah.
2: it? Yeah. I mean, I think like it's addressed in many Different ways, right? I don't think that there's one full solution, but I do think talking about it helps address, like, oh, yeah, you can go through and sort like piece by piece. It can be as big of a piece or as little of a piece, maybe as I see fit. And even if it's like one of those early meetings a week to start with, of just like, I'm going to take this time to go for a walk or whatever it happens to be, like maybe chipping away. And it doesn't have to be perfect right away. I think that's part of the the tendency to that we get into is like, well, it just has to be the right answer right now. Sometimes that answer takes time to work toward maybe there's a mistake and you go back and that's a, that's all okay. Right. That's part of the process. (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know if there is a right answer. It's always like refining the answer and and finding that what works and feels best now. But if you could find some way to make, um, documenting in the medical record go away, that would be wonderful. <laughs> I
0: like I, I've been doing this long enough that like I'm not, I'm not like I don't jump on new technology. Like I don't fake promise like promises. No, like I'm I'm a decent skeptic at this point, but what they're doing with artificial intelligence and documenting in the clinic, like what where that could be in two to three years is pretty cool to read about.
2: It is pretty cool. I've done some work on it actually with um, some companies of trying to like refine it and make it better for how they basically like listen to your conversation and then scribe from it. It's really, an, I feel like it's in its baby stages. I agree too.
0: Um, I don't know how they're going to like edit out my jokes and like, yeah, like me talking or the chit chat, the chit chat. How are you going to edit out the chit chat? I don't know. Although like they talked about weather for four minutes. Yeah. Check.
2: I'm like, I'm not giving that up though. That's how you make like you seem human to your patients and that's where I make my connections with them. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it is exciting. I just, uh, I think that's hard. The hard part is all of the the notes, 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 like, you know, you have a busy clinic and it's like notes, notes, notes. And then this does not bring me any joy.
0: No joy. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think then it's, it's the experimenting of like, can I do the notes while they're in the room? How yeah. much, how much can I do? what else am I doing in my day besides notes where I need to prioritize getting the notes done? And again, it's like just experimenting with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to, to look at it and think about it. I have a partner that doesn't bring his computer in the room and I'm like, my notes are 90% done by the time the patient leaves. Cause I'm yeah. like, I'm like interacting with them while I'm like, okay, well let me put that in here what would you like? Let's put that in there.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think about it. My, my PCP does the same and I don't feel like she pays any less attention to me, but she just like notes things while we're talking and then, Oh, and what do you think about this? And okay. And you know, takes a little note. So I, I don't necessarily view it. I always feel like patients view it as like a negative, but maybe not. And that's just my own preconceived notion on it. Because when I yeah. When I see my doctor, I'm not like taken aback or I don't feel like she didn't connect with me because she was typing while we were talking. Yeah. I think we're all kind of used to it. The ce- cell phones and technology is so in our face all the time, even when we're
0: not at work. But... Totally. And you can still connect with people. Yeah. You know, totally. And and I think, you know, that's why we're coaching so good of like, is it true that I have to take four hours to to chart? Is it true that I have to go to all these conferences? Is it true? Because, you know, they're like so rigid until you start like being like, yeah, what if I, what if I fiddle (laughs) around with that for a while?
2: Yeah, it's great. It just um, brings a new like overview of like, oh, that could change and i never thought of that before how do
0: i play with this i know or you'll be like i don't have any i don't i don't have any really strong strict views about anything and then you get coached you're like oh i do <laughs> <laughs> just kidding i do <laughs> <laughs> i found some again oh there there they are they're so cute too uh yeah I, I, there's this book i don't know if anybody here has heard of this book it's like making the podcast rounds right now it's called die with zero Anyway, raise your hand if you've seen that, but it's basically a hedge fund guy, started out with nothing, hedge fund, tons of money, and then was like, maybe we're supposed to die with not all of our money in the bank. Yeah. And like, I just, I thought of this book, and again, I haven't read it, but I'm thinking like book club might be fun for us because I think we're so much delayed gratification and we don't do this fun list. And then we're, and then we die with all the money in the bank and it's really nice for our kids, but we're dead. Yeah, it's true. We, we've
2: actually, my husband and I have had that conversation with our parents of like, this is such an archaic thinking of like having all this money for your kids, which is wonderful. Thank you for wanting to take care of us, but like, we're okay. And if you want to go enjoy your life that you worked so hard for, please by all means do it like don't save it for me yeah Yeah, I mean it's very kind of you
0: Well, I mean they set you up you're you're highly employable yes (laughs) you're gonna be okay but yeah it's like you know the camping trips and the blah blah blahs is like maybe we should die with less And again, I haven't read the book, but it's just this. And I think he was like a, a, a fire for people who know the financial independence retire early. I think he was a fire person and then was like, why am I working so hard? Interesting. Yeah. Oh, look at it. If you guys want to do it for a book club, we can do it for a book club. Maybe we'll chat about it in the Facebook group. Cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Have
2: a great day. Thank you. You too. Thanks.
0: all right we have six minutes anybody have anything quick you want to talk about Lower hand. thank you everybody for showing up this is a massive audience it's so great and uh, for all the new people who are cautious about raising hands just come and hang out and sit and listen to the stuff for a while because i think the power of group coaching is the insight that comes by watching other people work through things and like process things and think about things in a different way, because our brains are always like, how does this apply to me? What would I do in this scenario? How would I think about this? What do I think is right? Right. So the the whole concept of group coaching, I think, gives so much more than one-on-one coaching can because of that opportunity to be the fly on the wall and to be like, oh, I can use that. Oh, I'm gonna try this different. Oh, blah, blah, blah. So there is so much to be gained just by coming and hanging out and listening and then, you know, thinking about your life. And uh I know I listen to I listen to group coaching stuff all the time when I'm not actually, because I get so much out of it. So I hope the same for you guys. Thanks for joining us this morning. Have a great, great weekend. We'll see you next time.